stores. Joe, I'm nice. rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1051, April 6, 2023. It was 86 degrees on this day Ooh. in 1991. And it was 10 degrees in 1979. And yes, I do have ice outs. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1919, 1931, and 2004. White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1942 and 1994. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Keellers, you can go to the uh, Garage Logic website now. A new author's corner installment is up. As I said, I'm reading so many books that I don't review all of them, but I give them star ratings. Five is the tops a book can get. But a new author's corner is out for your reading pleasure. Well, are you going to tell us what it is? What? What's the... I don't have it in front of me. I reviewed a lot of books. It's time to jam with the mayor of GL with another author's corner. It's time for Author's Corner. Okay. Now, here's Joe Souchere. All right, we got it. I got to get the bowling one in, though. All right. It's on the website. Hey, ladies and gentlemen of Garage Logic, it's time to gear up for Souchere's Author's Corner. God. Yesterday, I have to clear up some old business. Yesterday, we, uh, we noted that the post office is seeking employees. Yes. And I noted that I I don't think it would be that bad of a gig. I think it would be pretty neat. You're walking and the whole deal, you get a little Jeep. What what could be better? Well, Engie weighs in. Of course, he is a postal carrier. And he says, thank you for the reporting by the best newsman in podcasts. Wow. The story about staffing shortages at the USPS and your hmm. comments about what a great job it is. I began my postal career in 1994. When GL, when it was in its infancy, it's a tough job, especially in the first weeks and months. While not right to compare it to military training, I can tell you that it's pretty close. Perseverance pays off. Ingie's trying to sell being a letter carrier <laughs> like he's in the Marines. <laughs> Benefits pay. Most of us are grossing six figures. Friendships. Customers become great friends. Kids, I've watched many grow from toddlers to young adults. Dogs, adventures, each day brings new conditions and challenges, weather, mail volume, solving problems for customers' experience, and so on. Did I mention dogs? Exercise. I walk every day, but we get paid handsomely to do so, all the while wearing a fine uniform, unlike that creepy fake mare. That would be me he's referring to. We have regularly been the most trusted part of the federal government. I can't begin to tell you how frustrating frustrating it is to see the current state of the USPS. Ingi, carrier technician, that's his actual title, Okay, a carrier technician, and postal ambassador. Wow. Yeah. Jackie from up north uh, is straightening me out. 
Remember I said I'm worried about my lilac bushes because the bark seems to have been stripped? Yes. She said, that's rabbits eating your lilacs. They'll be fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Because it's what, May 20th? Is that what you said? I didn't normally... say anything about a date. It's usually the usually the last week in May into the first few days of June. Oh, rip May 20th was just sticking out. I thought you Did mentioned Did I that. tell you, Such, last fall I pulled all my lilacs? Why? Wow. They are gone. I need that space, and I'm sick of them. <laughs> looks like the it looked like the Adams family house back there. Wow. Yeah. Mine are Korean, I think. Korean in nature. Mm. Oh. Uh I don't know why that is important. How can how can you tell? I think I was told that oh. by she who orchestrated the whole installation of them. I see. Uh Jessica writes, Joe, it's me, your little CI girl, Hannah's mom. Hannah's got to be getting into it. Isn't she in college? Hannah's got, what, five kids by now, doesn't she? (laughs) It's me, your little CI girl, Hannah's mom. On Monday, we lost a great living American. Not a person, but a very good dog, Doc Holliday. Doc was a constant companion, loved everyone, never complained, and as sweet as a dog can be. He was diagnosed with cancer in December of 2021 at eight years old. He fought like hell for 15 months. On Sunday, April 2nd, he celebrated his 10th birthday with gusto. Then on Monday morning, he told me he was done. He couldn't fight it anymore, and I needed to let him go. He passed at 2.35 on Monday. We often listen to the podcast when driving around together, and I chatted with him about what you and the boys were talking about. Please honor this great living American. Well, I will. There's nothing to say a dog can't be a great living American. Yeah. I lost two dogs to cancer. One of them had the big, had the bad mouth when they got the cancer. It was yeah. like a big yeah. meatloaf hanging from its lips. Well, they basically stop eating, right? Yeah, something was wrong with its mouth. Uh, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, and finally, uh, oh, Joe, this is from Shannon. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. Now that the city of Chicago has a mayor named Brandon, will the residents of Chicago chant, let's go, Joe? Anyway, I need a backstory. What is the backstory of Hale, the flashlight king? I don't know if I heard where it comes from, but love when the guys give you a hail you. I don't know where it came from. It came from the fact that I have multiple flashlights. Yes. And there was once a very serious storm in St. Paul, and I rented flashlights to my children. I, I said, you may have a flashlight, but I expect a payment for it. And then they had to sign them out and sign them back in, and I would collect a fee. Well, why do you make us say hail you like we enjoy doing it? <laughs> well, well, no, Kenny, I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily. It's like North Korea. You must genuflect or you're going get, to get your papers pulled. And Kenny, then the next I, thing I, you know, you're yeah. in a mine somewhere. I don't think, I don't think you've been ordered to say it. I, I think you're doing it in the spirit of festivity. And, and Oh, I am? I think oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to know. So, I, uh, I enjoy doing it, Joe, just so you know. Well, thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. North Korea. <laughs> I, I say I don't want to talk about it, but I don't know how to avoid it. This Lee Finky, the yeah. trans character that came into the legislature. Yeah. Yeah. Woman, woman of the year. Yeah, not even a woman. He's woman of the year. Uh, 
Boy, he came in with an agenda and uh, really a lot on his mind. He's published a self-help book for Christian teens who are questioning their sexuality. Uh, Representative Lee Finke, DFL, first-termer, released a book in 2020 called Queerfully and Wonderfully Made, a guide for LGBTQ plus B2PM3421BQT individuals called, oh, and Christian teens. Uh, and this is from Alpha News because the conventional gatherers won't cover him. Uh, Queerfully and Wonderfully Made contains almost no references to prayer and encourages teens to limit contact with adults who do not affirm their choices, including parents. Boy. Please, if your parents are unsupportive, remember this. You are, in a, you are a separate human person from your parents. They don't know like you. They don't know you like you do. They don't get to decide who you are, the book says. God decided that. You have accepted it, and they are going to be part of your future. They'll have to accept it, too. Apparently, he said this at a rally in Hastings in December of 2021. Being trans is the best. We get to look, create ourselves outside of any system that wants to dictate who we are. It is freedom unlike any other, and you have access to it, Finky said. Sounds to me like he's recruiting. Well, that's what I was about to say. If Anyone who tells you differently than this, whether a teacher or a pastor or your parents, is wrong. The cover of the book says it was edited by Finky. Okay. He promotes the book on his campaign website where he calls it a handbook I wrote for LGBTQ youth in Christian families. There doesn't seem to be a lot of Christianity in it. I haven't read it. The book suggests teens should trust their feelings over their parents. Mary hmm. Morality, Mary Morality wouldn't agree with that. They're not developed. Mary Morality says let kids be kids. So Mary Morality is your best ally if you think the likes of Lee Finke have gone too far. Mary Morreality, the head up in county attorney. Does uh, Leah, Leah, Lee, Leah, Lee. Uh, does she advise the kids where to go, where to turn to if uh, you, you don't, I mean, do you run away and live on the streets? It's a good point. She, she suggests, he suggests, uh, don't, you know, you should trust your feelings over their parents. And she says kids as young as 11 years old can experience this. Well, that's Mary Morality would doubt that. This is not letting kids be kids. May I ask a technical question? You may. It's time for Author's Corner with Joe Sushere, and this one... Well, it is a book we discussed. Are we going to add this to Author's Corner? No. Oh, okay. That was my question. Well, because if you read this story, as we all did, but if you look at this... How can you come to any other conclusion that this is what you just said, recruitment and or grooming? Because that's what this completely yeah, sounds like. I don't like. want to continue this. Very wary, unless there's violence, physical or mental abuse. Uh, I think that, that might be the wrong advice. What? The one she's giving? Basically, it, she's saying hide it, hide it from your parents. Oh, oh, she's saying hide it. She said don't talk to your parents about it if they're not affirming of your decision. Okay. Because I got the message that you should be loud and proud and move out and uh, ignore them and, you know, tell your tell your family goodbye. Hmm. 
I think he's a, uh, I would not trust him, uh, people. Uh, it's almost as though she believes children are the property of the state, which is certainly Marx-like. Uh, here's some of the, uh, do I really want, I said I wouldn't, didn't want to discuss these, <laughs> this BS, but this guy is a real, real A-plus fruitcake. And he got his uh, gig in the legislature. And he's uh, sponsored a bill to make Minnesota a refuge for children seeking transgender surgeries. Oh, uh, well, the hell with it. We're stuck with him. I can't believe he represents an area that, that, was, that was that keen on having this be their priority of legislative life. I, I just don't know how these things happen. The Masters is underway. Yes. Well, I'm trying to think of a transitional <laughs> sentence what? here. How's he getting there? Well, from I, here? I skipped. I'm skipping three quarters of this guy's story. Well, you I, asked, I, okay? Wh you asked why? why Th that what? was a rallying cry and a, and a campaign point that he, she, and others ran on and got elected because of it. Yeah, but he represents the east side of St. Paul, which used to be. Real people. And who's voting for that? White guilt. Uh, I don't know. Virtue signaling. That's what. That's what's getting these people elected. Yeah. What about this uh, billionaire tech star who stabbed to death in San Francisco? This is an odd story. Yeah. And everybody's first reaction is, what was he doing out at 2.30 in the morning? Well, I don't know. He's walking along an empty San Francisco street. Maybe he couldn't sleep. He was left unconscious. He begged for help from strangers. They ignored him. Ignored him, yeah. It's a hell of a city. Just a hell of a city. You can hear him saying, help, somebody stabbed me in footage seen by the San Francisco Standard. And uh, nobody stopped to help him. So he yeah. died in the hospital. Somebody looked right at him and basically took off. No, he, he appealed to a driver for help. They mm -hmm. drove off. Yep. He launched something called Cash App, which I do not know what that is. Extremely it has, successful. It has tens Extremely of millions yeah. of users in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, apparently, he was a uh, big success in the uh, Bay Area software development community. Mm -hmm. Right. And the cops are not uh, confirming that if the, that the mugging was random. Chief said, uh, Chief Bill Scott said, I have nothing to share yet. We don't want to be premature indefinitely. We don't want to speculate. So we are going to be thoughtful about following uh, the uh, process here. Well, I, I don't know what to say except San Francisco is, uh, you know, if you had to, if you had to rate... The city, the uh, the areas of the country closest to the tallest buildings that are going to fall apart first, wouldn't San Francisco maybe be number one right now? I think it already has fallen yeah. apart. And I'd put uh, Seattle and Portland are probably fighting for two and three. Minneapolis would be in the top five. We're maybe. right behind them. Uh, Chicago will be in the top ten. Los uh, well, Angeles. You, you know, Los L.A., Angeles. yep, L.A., uh, New York, 
But I would say San Francisco right now leads the American League West standings. <laughs> How many game lead do they have? They got about a ten game lead over Portland. Okay. Uh, and it's not. I don't. I wouldn't want to go there for a vacation. No. No. Not to mention they have that that big condominium tower, the so-called luxury tower that's going to capsize. Like a Hank Johnson thing, that, that thing's going to flip over. What I missed this. Well, there's a big, expensive condo that's leaning. It's sinking into the ground. What does oh, it sink into? You don't ground? remember that story? It must have been when a I was gone. A lady I, I discovered it. Yeah. Well, yes, a lady was putting up on the highest, one of the higher floors. She was putting, and she watched as every time she putted, the ball left its path and went down to another wall. Hmm. And she thought, uh, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right, and, sh- and further inquiries showed that the that the building is sinking and leaning. Ooh, I'd probably yeah. move on. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it'd fifty-eight be tough. stories. Yeah, it'd be tough to wow. sell your condo. Yeah, I say. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. You would really rate Minneapolis in the top five? No, I. You're right, Kenny. But Reavers was pointing to Minneapolis, so I did that to shut him up. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I'd put so Minneapolis. I I'd put Minneapolis in wow. the top. 15. Sorry, yeah, How's that? that's that's closer to what I was thinking. Yeah, I'll put San Francisco number one. I'm going to put Seattle two, Portland three. Power rankings. Los Angeles four, Chicago five. Okay. Uh, you would think Chicago would be number one, but but the murders there have been going on for years and years and years prior to the politically. Uh, the political ideological collapse of the city. Has Chicago ever had clean politics? Not ever? really. Not really. Yeah. You go back to the daily years, you know, you had the boss ran the town. Uh, it's always been. It's always been. Uh, <laughs> see, those are the things you have to learn how to self-edit. I got you. I'm sorry. But you. I got a little excited. I thought it was kind of funny. Well, yeah, I know, but you're, you're you're not. That's not that fun. I got a great letter from uh, Steve, my redneck correspondent in Holiday, Tennessee. Joe, this is Steve from Holiday, Tennessee. I rode my 1942 my- motorcycle the length of Route 66 last year in the cross country chase. While I was in Minnesota last weekend, bringing my mom up to see my sisters, I brought a big cooler, and. Uh, the one I once transported a processed elk in. I needed to restock my freezer, and a few folks down here gave me their orders. I've converted them. I came home Monday with over 600 bucks worth of bacon, brats, and meatloaves from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Nice. When I came in the door at Grunhofer's, the lady who works there, I apologize for not getting her name in all these visits, almost immediately recognized me as that guy from Tennessee who keeps showing up and even one time showed up on a motorcycle. I said yes, and we visited a minute. Spencer was in his little office and looked around the corner and said, you must be a garage logician. I'd seen Spencer before, but we had never chatted. I said yes, we talked, and he remembered my 900-mile motorcycle Grunhofer run from the early days of the podcast. Uh, I thanked him for being a great advertising supporter of GL from early on. After I got my cooler completely full, I mentioned I heard about his expansion. He asked me if I wanted a tour, and... We walked around and talked for about 45 minutes. It's 84 degrees outside right now on holiday. I'm going to head out to the grill. I might even try some of these Oreo bacon brats I brought back. Thanks again to everyone at Grunhofer's. And Spencer, if you're hearing this, a little southern treat 
is on the way. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, but I just want to say, from Grunhofer's in Hugo and in Forest Lake on 97, just east of 35, get cracking. I, is there time even to get an That's Easter ham? That's a good ham? point. You better make the call they're, first. Because they're double-smoked hams. They're the best Easter hams in the world. Try them. I, I don't know. We haven't heard from Spencer whether they're out or not. 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. Go for an Easter ham if there's still a chance at Grunhofer's. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Who's doing so? Kenny. Okay. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Neither Either one. Way, it's a big number. Here's yeah. Joe Suchere. It's 52 years and counting, speaking of cylinders. Up in Monticello, family owned and operated the whole run multi-line dealership. We're talking Moon Motorsports. Now, if you ride in the dirt, I don't care if it's on a track or just the trail, you probably already know about the mix of models that KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas, what they offer to the serious people. Moon Motorsports is the fastest growing KTM, Husky, and Gas Gas dealership in Minnesota, and they're offering major savings right now on many models. And you folks that uh, get down with the quads and the side-by-sides, Moon just received another shipment of your all all your favorites, all the Can-Am models. Drop in on the website, moonmotorsports.com, or you know what? Better yet, drop in in person. It's the Cathedral of Cylinders on the south side of 94. They're just west of Highway 25 right there in Monticello. Moon Motorsports, Can-Am, Polaris, Skidoo, Honda, Yamaha, Dirt Trail, Adventure Bikes. They have it all, and they're the brand leaders, moonmotorsports.com. Uh I'm convinced Keith Ellison doesn't do anything unless he calculates it from all angles. Bingo. Politically. Yep. yep. And he's now coming out in f- uh, against Mary Morality. Oh, my. Uh, Mary Morality, well, to review, uh, back in November, a 23-year-old woman, a mother, Zariah McKeever, was executed in cold blood mm-hmm. in Brooklyn Park. A 15-year-old pulled the trigger. Uh, there were two brothers, 15 and 17 years old, charged with the murder that apparently was arranged by her uh, ex-boyfriend, the woman's ex-boyfriend, 23-year-old Eric Haynes. And Mary Morality uh, snatched that case out of the hands of the uh, prosecution once she won the election. They were going to try the teens as an adult 
And Mary Morality came in and said, no, their brains aren't formed yet. They're just kids. Let kids be kids. And so she got the, she put together a plea deal uh, that sends the two boys to juvenile detention for two years. It was a cold-blooded execution. Well, she wanted their testimony against that Haynes character. Which she's going to get, and that'll help her put uh, Eric Haynes away as an adult, 23. But even then, Mary Morality says, your brain isn't formed until 25. In any event, uh, Keith Ellison, reading tea leaves or sticking his moistened finger in the air, thought... I better get on the right side of history here. And he's now uh, saying, I agree with the family, uh, her family, and I agree with the community that the uh, disposition the county attorney has proposed for this juvenile uh, who was the shooter in this heinous crime is inappropriate. Boy, that's got to get So he's he's come out now. And, of course, we know that morality has argued that a person's brain is not fully developed until the age of 25. Uh, the 15-year-old boy accused of pulling the trigger will be in court in two days to take the plea deal. McKeever's family wants Governor Tim Walls to step in before that. Well, Walls can't do that. He'd have to read tea leaves first, uh, and he'll only he'll do what he thinks is politically uh, viable. Now, Ellison has stopped short of calling for his office to take the case from morality. Uh, but as the pressure mounts for this 15... Uh, Mary Morality, do you really think this 15-year-old is uh, remorseful and uh, is uh, susceptible to uh, transformation and conversion into into what? Some uh, life-affirming young adult who is going to serve others the rest of his life and see the light and be a good guy? No, Morality, his cart left the barn, unfortunately... <laughs> By the time he was probably about five. Remember the video we had of the little kids in their diapers? Swearing at the police Swearing officers. at the cops? Yep. That might as well have mm-hmm. been that 15-year-old, for all I know it was. In any event, the 15-year-old is uh, alleged to have been the cold-blooded murderer in this case. Uh, Keith was strangely silent, but as the, as the rallying cry has increased, that basically says, are you kidding you're going to put this kid in a butterfly camp for two years? He's a cold-blooded murderer. Uh, now now the likes of Ellison and Walls are uh, shuffling their stance and trying to figure out where to be on this so they look correct. The part that, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Well, you mentioned testing the winds and coming out with this. Do you think this is just further testing of the winds? Because he has a rich history of saying he's going to do something, he's going to go after somebody, and then he you never hear another word about right. it. He right. loves grabbing the headlines. He loves, he's never met a camera yeah. he doesn't like. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's going to go after Fleet Farm, or what was the other? Right. Small dairy farmers or egg producers. That was the one that yeah, really that- made me mad. Well, he's a small bars, family-owned bars during COVID. The you know coffee shop. Well, and- well, here's what he is. He's just a politician. He doesn't care about the people he represents. He cares about preserving his gig, but or, and wherever more, that might take him. He's more than a politician because he's got a lot of power. Mm-hmm. 
Ellison did not confirm he would do so, but he told the assembled group inside Shiloh Temple in North Minneapolis there was a a neighborhood meeting to to uh, voice concern about how crazy Mary Morality is. And Ellison showed up at the family meeting. And he did not confirm that he would do so, but he told the assembled group inside Shiloh Temple in North Minneapolis that the case should be handled differently, placing him publicly at odds with Morality, his longtime friend and ally. Mm-hmm. If the matter is handled properly, it can aid in the very slow, difficult healing process of the family if the case is handled properly, he said. I agree with the family and the community that the disposition the county attorney has proposed for this juvenile, who was the shooter in this heinous crime, is inappropriate. Uh, A woman in the audience let out a sigh, presumably of relief, and the crowd erupted in applause, in applause. This proposed disposition is far outside the community's expectations. It does not factor in victim impact and community impact, Ellison continued, pushing back on research on adolescent brain development, often cited by morality, that suggests a child child's mind is not fully formed until age 25. Can we... I, I think I'm on to something when I suggest to you that there's a great... There's a great paradox at work here. You've got legislators who ran specifically to recruit children to follow their own instincts, even at the age of 11, and ignore their parents and pursue transgenderism. And you have a Hennepin County attorney releasing murderers because they're only 15 and their brains aren't developed. There's got to be some linking and some some action taken on these two thoughts. I don't know how to bring in Mary Morality to the transgender question. She doesn't have a case in front of her. I just find it fascinating that you've got elected officials completely going against what she stands for when it comes to disposing of a criminal murder case. Are you saying that a politician might have been might have been running on a campaign and then lied about it and changed course once they held office? Mm-hmm. Oh. He's got an out, though. Like we said earlier, he likes talking a big game and then not acting. He's He's got an out that leads me to believe that he won't do anything. And it's covered uh, after the jump in the third, um, the third column halfway down. Ellison said, although he has not confirmed he will take over the case, there are ongoing conversations and multiple players involved, including the Minnesota County Attorneys Association. During an association meeting late last month, members unanimously voted in favor of a resolution urging Ellison not to ask Walls to exercise his statutory authority to intervene in the case. Uh, according to two sources with knowledge of the proceedings. The decision was largely based on fear of setting a bad precedent that would allow state officials to take over cases whenever they disagree. So that's, you're right, he's got his, his out. out. Yep. And his out is, hey, family, I'm with you. I think Mary Morial yep. is nuts here, but yep. I, can't, I, can't, I really can't do anything yep. about it because the governor can't, just, he, he can't my, yep. transfer yep. this to my office. Yep. 
It yep. sets a bad precedent. Yep. So he he got his headline. Yeah. He, hey, he I'll got run the over your meeting tonight, and I'll I'll pretend that I really give a bleep about you, <laughs> and then uh, I have this to fall back on. I really can't yep. take over the case. And then to back him up, he got some law enforcement officers to stand next to him. Yeah, these are all frauds, people. Well, the law enforcement officers are not, but no. they need to know that they were getting played. Right. This the people of Minnesota are getting played by this insidious liberal majority. They're getting played. We're getting played. We're going to go broke. These are not good people. They don't have good ideas. And I just find, I wish someone, I don't know who it would be, to take on this this paradox of legislators urging children as young as 11 in a published book to ignore your parents if they don't affirm you. Mm-hmm. And, and against the the apparent beliefs of a Hennepin County attorney who would excuse a 15-year-old of murder and give him a light sentence because his brain's not developed yet and can't make sound decisions. There's something's got to be done here. This state can't put up with these two kinds of disparate thinking. It's almost as though we need a playbook. God almighty. Let's take a break. We need the book of rules on how to be a lefty. Yeah, you're right, because they don't know the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Kenny, I've only been begging someone that's about mm, four and a half feet away from me to write this book and make (laughs) millions upon doing so. Let's let's go with Kenny's uh, contention, because I believe Kenny's right. Allison will not intervene in this case. No, he'll he will no. not take this no. case over. Yeah, he's on record now as standing on both sides of the issue. Yes, firmly, firmly on both <laughs> sides of it. Now I'm I'm going to be the first to to also agree that that is lousy precedent to have the governor start assigning cases based on public popularity or public sentiment. That is a bad, bad precedent. But it's also a bad, bad precedent that the fools of Hennepin County elected this clown who has such a corrosive ideology that she's going to be soft on murder. So we can't win. We can't win. Evidently, it has been done. Uh, It's rare for the attorney general to take a case from a county attorney which can only be done at the county attorney's request. Right. And evidently it was done uh, in Crow Wing County in the 90s. Which means, Oh, no, no, a governor stepped in right. in that case. I'm sorry. Which means yeah. that Mary Moriality would be the one who would have to ask, Walls, will you please assign this to Ellison? Right. Well, that ain't going to happen. No, no, it's not going to. She, her whole campaign's based on this BS. Right. Yep. And people yep. voted for it. Yeah. And wanted it. So, uh... So we got that going for us. Which is not nice. No. Do you want the government involved in... We, we talk about the government somewhat frequently on the show. Uh, and when you die, and if you've not left behind specific instructions, it's the government who will be handling the affairs you've left behind for your family. Don't worry, we're here to help. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. Get to my buddies at Eckberg Lammers a law firm that's been preparing estate plans for people for more than 70 years, and the goal is very simple. 
You want to enjoy peace of mind and you want to know your family is taken care of. And there's only three things that you want to be able to be at peace with. Avoid court, minimize taxes, and control your wishes. But you need a document. You need an estate plan so that upon your demise, the kids go to that big arrow you've, you've drawn with a, with a pen. Here's the thing you need right here. Take this with you. And it's all set. These are great service, great people. It's a great law firm. Uh, I don't care how old you are. I, I don't care what the size of your estate is. I'm telling you, you want to leave your family with a nice situation that they don't have to climb through the hoops put out there by a government that doesn't even know what it's up to half the time. Uh, they'll take care of property disputes in the family, your tax questions if you're a snowbird, all kinds of questions that can get answered about children and custody and things of that nature. But basically, leave behind an estate plan to ensure your family is taken care of and your assets are protected according to your wishes. Call Eckberg Glamours at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Glamours at eckberglamours.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So, here in Gumption County, we have a little thing we like to call Mo More May. <laughs> you want to mow more? You want to mow a thick, luscious carpet of green, the best lawn on the block? You've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com, a Minnesota lawn care company since 82. And if you're looking to maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf's landscaping division will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can actually see how it's going to look in full, co in full color before the work even begins. Uh, ProTurf, they specialize in... Everything backyard-related, trees, shrubs, perennials, uh, rock, sod. Uh, they can do concrete pavers or stone patios, fire pits. Uh, you need a retaining wall thrown up, no problem. Ponds, yeah, of course. The best lawn in the neighborhood and an absolutely amazing outdoor environment. You can see all their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. This news update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, we have lots of crime stories to start out this newscast. Nobody injured after a report of shots fired at the Southdale Center shopping mall last night, according to the Edina Police Department. It, ha yep. it happened at about 8 o'clock. The Edina Police Department and other local agencies responded to a report of shots fired near door 8 of the mall, which is on the north side near Macy's. Officers got there and determined it was not an active shooter situation. The mall was put into lockdown for an hour as officers searched the area for any victims. Officers found bullet casings and damaged windows near door 8. No victims were found at the mall or local hospitals. According to the police, there was no threat to the public at this time. They say they'll interview witnesses and review, uh, review any security footage as they do the investigation. If you have any information, you are asked to contact the Edina Police Department. Police say an investigation is underway after a man was found dead in his South St. Paul home last night. 
According to South St. Paul, police officers called to 3rd Street South and 1st Avenue North around 6 o'clock. Police say they aren't sure how the man died, but add they have brought in the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to help with the investigation. As of this time, police say they don't think there's any danger to the public. No other details were immediately provided. We're all over the map here, aren't we? We went from yep. uh, Edina to South St. Paul, and now we go where? Now we're going up to my neck of the woods. Okay. A standoff between police and an armed shoplifting suspect who was holding his girlfriend hostage in a vehicle in Anoka Jesus. ended late Wednesday when authorities took him into custody. It all ended last night around 1020 in a car wash parking lot on the 600 block of East River Road, according to Blaine Police Chief Brian Podney. The events began at about 6 o'clock Tuesday when this man allegedly robbed a Walmart in Blaine. The man pulled out a gun when he was confronted by a member of the store's loss prevention team, threatened the employee before leaving. Well, Blaine police were able to identify the suspect and then Wednesday morning began looking for him. Members of the Anoka Hennepin Narcotics and Violent Crimes Task Force, Minneapolis Police Department, FBI, and State Patrol joined the search. Authorities tracked the man to a car wash parking lot in Anoka. At that time, his girlfriend was still in the vehicle. Suspect rammed several police vehicles in the parking lot, but he was trapped at the scene. It then turned into a hostage situation with the suspect's girlfriend also in the vehicle. Blaine Police, Anoka Police, and the Anoka County Sheriff's Office SWAT team negotiated for hours for a peaceful surrender, which eventually happened after about six hours. The suspect has not yet been charged, so uh, no name of the suspect yet. I have a deep thought. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I developed this deep thought watching the nightly lose last night. They're trying to uh, uh, get the country to uh, condemn some cops who shot a teen who had stolen an SUV. They, I can't remember what state this is in, but I saw the video of it. The teen is approached uh, once the car is spotted, and it, it develops that he's asleep behind the wheel. And the cops roused him and say, get up, get up, get up, do what we say. And, and uh, a cop, two cops get in the car. The guy not only disobeys the police, but he takes off. One cop falls out of the car. The other cop uh, ends up shooting the guy. And uh, you do hear uh, earlier in the video uh, uh, someone uh, in a position of superiority saying to the other cops, don't get in the SUV, don't get in it. That's what led me to my deep thought. I don't know what will become of this case, but from now on, I think uh, what should be just given is that no one a cop approaches is going to, to behave. And I think it, from that belief, a number of things can change. In other words, forget expecting any civil contract. Forget expecting any respect for authority. By the time you come upon a teen who's stolen an SUV, you're not going to find a kid who'll say yes, sir, and no, sir. So that part's gone. So instead of that, why not just go up to the SUV, identify it as a stolen one, shoot the tires out of it, the guy can't go anywhere, and now you just wait for him to get out of the car. In other words, never, never have a normal interaction because they don't exist anymore. Don't shoot the guy. Don't shoot the guy. This, In fact, this would result in less shootings, in fewer shootings. You don't think the kid would take off in a stolen car with blown-out tires? He won't get far. That's yeah. the difference. He won't with, get far. With that, I have a weird question there. Yeah. And not blaming police for anything, but with that ca caveat, don't you think, some police might be a little more aggressive 
and that might lead to things it shouldn't to. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what I'm telling you is something has to change because forget expecting anyone to obey the police. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I sure everything in the world I, is up for I, mischief. I think it, it happens probably more than we know, Joe, but yeah. the only ones we see are the ones Well, like that's you true, but okay. The, uh, that's I told you it's a deep thought. You throw it away if you want. But this is well, also I, not you know. to excuse every cop out there. We all know that th there are bad ones that, that roam amongst us still currently to I'm this day. I'm telling you, but, the way I would handle bad guys is a completely different template than the way it's being handled now. I've already witnessed, um, in the case of troopers, where they box them in. Yeah. They get a car in front of them. Um, and then have a cigarette and just wait. And uh, the case, one of the cases I witnessed a couple of weeks ago, um, a first unit driver came up on a guy, and he was parked in the shoulder of northbound 169. He was sleeping in his car. He didn't have any pants on. Yep. Uh, two troopers showed up. One pulled in front of him, pulled right up to the front bumper. The other guy right up to the back bumper. And then it took some effort to wake the guy up. Yep. They got him up. He left. He, they got him out of the car. He put on some pants. They gave him the test, uh, the sobriety test. He passed. They sent him on his way. Yep. What? Um, but I've seen this scenario before where tired. they expect the person to flee. So when they can, they box him in so he cannot flee. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what happened last night, apparently, in Anoka. They immediately boxed in the guy's car. Yeah. I'll have to work on my theory. Okay. No, no, it, it's under. Well, first of all, they're not going to shoot the tires out. But I, I understand your point. Yeah. You, you don't fire your your um, firearm at tires. It's just that's some TV and movies thing. Well, I have to think of something else. A 72-year-old man will serve 30 days in jail for losing control of his pickup truck on a rural Twin Cities road and fatally hitting a teenager who was bicycling home last summer. Joseph Fridges of Lakeville was sentenced Wednesday in Scott County District Court after pleading guilty to failure to notify law enforcement of a crash with injuries, a gross misdemeanor, and two misdemeanor counts, careless driving and having open liquor in a vehicle. Part of this is drawing some flack from the family because dismissed as part of the plea deal with prosecutors were two felony counts of criminal vehicular homicide alleging gross negligence and being under the influence of alcohol. The crash on July 1st of last year killed Braxton Sorensen, a 15-year-old, on a road a block away from his family's Elko Newmarket home. In a posting on the family's verified GoFundMe page, his dad, Benjamin Sorensen, expressed disappointment with the county attorney's office for allowing fridges to avoid the felony charges and a more severe punishment. Fridges will serve his first 15 days in jail starting July 1st of this year, one year after the crash, and then the other 15 days starting July 1st, 2024. His sentence includes a $1,000 fine, no use of liquor or illicit drugs during his two years probation. He's also required to write an apology to the Sorensen family and to appear before a panel organized by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. What, what county is that? Scott County. Scott? It's very near me. That's pathetic. The guy killed somebody, he gets two, 30 days? Yeah, 30 days. These yeah. prosecutors, they don't want to put anybody in jail. Yeah. It's a You'd think that was very morality. Story. Yeah, no kidding. A good news for your hometown, Joe, since uh, St. Paul there is... There is no good news for my oh, hometown. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe. Since St. Paul has nothing else to worry about, the city council voted unanimously 
in favor of recognizing no mo may yesterday throughout St. Paul. I got everything taken care of, don't we? <laughs> it's an effort to encourage the growth of wildflowers, shrubs, and other <laughs> pollinator-friendly habitats this spring <laughs> at households. Thistles, Let's make the city uglier. Crabgrass. Yep. Broadleaf. The weeds. inspectors have been ordered to pay no attention to those weeds. Don't worry about that. Yep. Councilmember Rebecca Noker said before the vote, another benefit besides for the pollinators is that you don't have to mow your lawn for the whole month. <laughs> as part of the effort, as Joe just said, city inspectors will not issue abatement notices on properties that have tall grass. There is so much weeds. to be gleaned from her statement. Hey, yeah. just think. We just relieved you of the burden of having to mow your lawn. Yeah. They don't Realize that people like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we like it to look nice. How many people like to mow their lawn here? I, I trim it up. Yeah. I, I love, love mowing yeah, Trim it up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I do it when I want to, right? I get yeah. to do it at my own pace. I love mowing my lawn. I do too. Um, could, we, we'll, uh, could we come up with yeah. something like uh, no paint summer or uh, <laughs> no, no shingles uh, well, September? Does or, it, I'm, I'm stealing that, Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> Can have it. I'm stealing it. Doesn't Minneapolis already have don't shovel? Kenny, you can't use what if some of the paint had lead? Right. Yeah. Oh, let's give Joe lines Ooh. for his column. How about St. Paul also has you'll also you'll no all... plow January. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. We are writing Joe's I love column. my people. Don't you guys love this? <laughs> the three of us have never once been mentioned in Joe's column, but yet. We're going to supply information for it on a daily basis. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to take a short break and no, come back. No more news January. after. Hey, uh, you know what time of the year it is, don't you, fellas? Huh? Easter. So get this. I got a text from Todd from 30 Bales, the best restaurant going. You guys have all been there. We all love it. Uh, Scratch Kitchen right there in Hopkins, Minnesota. Okay, here's the bet. If you're taking out Ma for Easter brunch... You better get on the phone and make it a make a reservation because they're filling up fast. So here's the phone number. 952-930-0369. The Easter brunch is fantastic at 30 Bales, but Todd says, please tell the GLers don't just show up. They gotta make a reservation because space is so limited. They are gonna have that brand new patio coming out this spring, but you gotta make sure you've got that reservation for Easter brunch. I couldn't think of anything better to do for Easter brunch. Uh, but go check out their entire menu online, 30bales.com. It's a great spot for happy hour, a great spot for lunch. Uh, Todd and his family are all GLers, and uh, make sure you let them know when you make your reservation that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products and is the preferred choice among enthusiasts for over 25 years. Why? KNL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they have a big selection, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection of different types of firearms. KNL has a broad selection of different calibers. KNL Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go to klgunstore.com. That's klgunstore.com. 
truth, justice, and the souchere. So part of our Mow More May promotion here in Gumption County involves mowing with one of the very best zero-turn mowers on the market, available from Tri-State Bobcat. Of course, we're talking Toro zero-turn mowers. And they may, let's face it, if you're a ProTurf customer, you're mowing every five to six days. That's just the way it is. If you water, you've got a thick, luscious carpet of green. If you want it to look good, you hop on that Toro Zero Turn and go back and forth. You don't have to turn laps. You don't have to stop, back up, go forward, stop, back up, trimming around trees and other obstacles, easy. And right now, Tri-State Bobcat has the very best price pricing of the year on select model years both the time cutter and the titan zero turn mowers they're 42 to 60 inches discounts 10 to 20 percent uh and if you like mowing fast if you like getting it done you're gonna love the toro zero turn and we're still selling snowblowers glers if you want to get in and plan for next year's space management program now's the time they're selling both the uh, the single-stage Toro Power Clear and the two-stage Power Max snowblowers with the best deals of the year. Be sure to tell them you're a GLer when you swing to any one of the Tri-State Bobcat locations, including Mankeys in uh, outdoor equipment down in Owatonna. Uh, here in the metro, we're talking Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson, and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. John Haidt, I'm going to give you an assignment. Yes. So you don't have to complete it today, but I want you to make a note. Okay. Find out if Lee Finke uh, mm-hmm. authors a constituent newsletter and, presu- okay. and presumably would send it out by email or whatever. Okay. I would I'd like to know the contents of that newsletter on a regular basis. Yeah. Are we fixing potholes? That Are we doing anything that has to do yeah. with, with most of us? Yeah. All right. There uh, you please, go. Please do that. Because I was just reading yeah. Marion O'Neill. District 29B out Buffalo Way. Did she ever respond to us, by the way? Oddly enough, I'm texting her right now. Marion O'Neill is a, a legislator, uh, and I think we're going to make her the Garage Logic representative in Osmic's absence. And she, when the newsletter she sends to constituents talks about things that most of the constituents actually care about. And I'm wondering what Lee Finkies might must be, be like. To find yeah, out. I want yes. you to find that no out. No more us. pothole April. No, wait, no, we got a lot that, of those. That doesn't work. Yeah, no. that doesn't work at no. all. Yeah. In uh, other news, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, flanked by a bipartisan congressional delegation, promised Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen unwavering support for Taiwan in a meeting in Simi Valley, California, calling her a great friend to America. McCarthy welcomed Tsai at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library, reaffirming American support for her government and emphasizing the importance of continued arms sales and economic cooperation with Taiwan. Taiwan. In her remarks, Tsai noted the importance of the relationship between the U.S. and Taiwan, adding that the presence and support of the delegation during her trip would reassure the people of Taiwan that we are not isolated and we are not alone. Idaho has become the first state to pass a law explicitly restricting some out-of-state travel for abortions. The new legislation makes helping a pregnant minor get an abortion, whether through medication or procedure, in another state, punishable by two to five years in prison. Governor Brad Little signed the bill on Wednesday night. It goes into effect after 30 days. 
Tennessee's GOP-dominated House is preparing to vote today on whether to expel three Democratic members for their demonstration calling for gun control after the Nashville school shooting last week. Uh, this has only happened a handful of times in the, uh, since the Civil War, and when it has been used before, it's only been because a representative has broken the law, not because of disagreements on issues. Reps Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson are the subjects of the ouster. Last week, after the shooting the, in the Covenant School in Nashville, the trio chanted from the chamber floor with gun control supporters who were packing the gallery. Their possible expulsion has once again thrust Tennessee into the national spotlight. Even before the House proceedings began this morning, thousands flocked to the Capitol in Tennessee, loudly chanting to show their support for the so-called Tennessee Three, many traveling from Memphis and Knoxville, the areas that Pearson and Johnson represent in Tennessee. They, they can't be expelled for that. Well, bleep these people who want to expel them. They get to chant, we want gun control. I don't care if you like it or not. They get to chant that without I, getting kicked out of the... Uh, well, I, I don't... I agree with that, um, but I, I have a question for you all, and I guess this is for both sides of the aisle. Has there ever been a case where shouting and yelling and chanting and screaming at each other has resulted in a uh, law being passed? No. No. Well, uh, well, possibly in the early 60s, up to the Civil Rights Act. Civil rights. Chanting and shouting. Movement. Uh, right. Point, and yeah. did that shouting and um, screaming and yelling at each other in their face, was that from the politicians or was that from the public, the people? The people. The people. Yeah, see, I'm not questioning the people's right to protest. It, I'm talking about politicians, elected officials, screaming and yelling at each other trying to get their their bill or whatever, their their idea passed. Well, we don't know that's what they were doing. It sounds to me like they just happened they were, to be agreeing with the gallery. They were chanting with the gallery. So it was like, uh, hell no, we won't go. Yeah. I yeah, would, so, but it was, you know, them from chanting that. my perspective, if I can just give them a little friendly, maybe they can disregard my advice. Maybe get a cup of coffee, go play some golf, sit down, have lunch together, yeah. talk about things. Those days are done, baby. Yeah, that's never going to happen no. again in America. Come on. Not during no more May. <laughs> a potentially explosive report from ProPublica, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas accepted undisclosed luxury gifts from Harlan Crow, a billionaire and Republican megadonor, and what could be a violation of the law that requires justices, judges, and members of Congress to disclose most gifts, according to a new report from ProPublica. Over the past 20 years, Thomas and wife Ginny went on lavish vacations, flying in Crow's private jet, traveling in his super yacht, and vacationing at Crow's private resort. Trips all funded by Crow, yet all undisclosed by Thomas. Crow told ProPublica in a statement that, quote, the hospitality we have extended to the Thomases is no different from the hospitality we've extended to our many other dear friends over the years. ProPublica is a nonprofit online news organization. They've been around since 2010. They were the first online news organization to win a Pulitzer Prize, and they've won several more since. Also a Peabody Award. It's run by several former business and news executives. Paul Steiger, former managing editor at the Wall Street Journal, is their executive chairman. There goes Clarence. <laughs> Researchers, I don't know that we need to research this, huh? From Boston University and Tufts Medical Center found people who live to be 100 years or older may have a unique composition of immune cells. Really? Yeah, no, they're going to be okay. That's right. That's highly protective against illnesses. Uh, this was uh, published by the journal Lancet EOB. 
biomedicine. They got something going for them, don't they, John? Well, what, they do. All kidding aside, what did you always say about Sid? He had the good boiler? Is that what you credited Very as? Very good boiler. Is that what you credited and as? And him being type A didn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. true. Lead author Tanya Karagiannis, a senior bioinformation center at the, uh, informa- informatician, sorry, at the Center for Quantitative Methods and Data Science, said our data supports the hypothesis that centenarians have protective factors that enable them to recover from disease and reach old age. People with normal immune systems are exposed to infections, recover from them, and then learn to adapt. While the immune system's ability to respond to infections declines with age, scientists say this study may show that may be different for centenarians. Researchers analyzed immune blood cells and said it appears that the immune-specific patterns of aging and extreme human longevity belong in some people. No, so the one that the, the ones that get me is every once in a while you'll read about a war vet, <clears throat> like a World War II vet or a Vietnam vet. Yeah. They were shot four times, and uh, they were rushed to the hospital. He stepped on a grenade, and they just died at the age of 96. You know, they just, over the body, just overcame all of the wounding, and it's just amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa, Olson, lived to his mid-90s. His secret, three things, vitamin C, Swedish meatballs, and lutefisk. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I could do two of the three. Yeah, exactly. Not a lutefisk guy? No. Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat Hurricane. some sheetrock? No. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll agree with what Kenny said. My, when my grandpa died, he was 94, I believe. Had a kopi when he left this veil of tears. What's a kopi? little kopi snack in his lip. Oh, my old oh. lady died at 91, and she had a cocktail and a cigarette that night. <laughs> Um, show a little respect. You're talking about your mom. My mother, I should have said. I'm Thank sorry. you. She had an old-fashioned and a cigarette, and she had to put it out in the sink, because that's where all her daughters made her put the cigarettes out. And she's gone, but I'm still scared of her. Oh, me too. <laughs> what did you call her? I missed it. Old lady? Yeah. Just now? Just Holy now. Spirit. I didn't meant to. My mother. Very, my very mother. I got you. I got you, Joe. Hurricane Ian is officially the most expensive storm in Florida's history. The price tag stuck this week at $109 billion in damage. That's a loss from tens of thousands of homes and buildings in southwest Florida, damaged by Ian's winds and storm surge. More than 1,000 homes totally wiped out. Roads and bridges, including, as we've talked about, the Sanibel Causeway crumpled into the sea. As far away as Broward County across the state, a tornado spawned at the storm's edge, tipped over airplanes at a small airport, uh-huh. causing a couple million dollars in damage. A new Hurricane Center report with the official numbers put the final death toll at 156 dead and found that at one point the storm did reach Category 5 strength wow. before it roared ashore slightly weaker. The report is a comprehensive look at the hard numbers around Ian. It also discussed the Hurricane Center's forecast for the storm, which critics say did not give Southwest Florida enough time to get ready and evacuate. The NHC analysis acknowledged Ian was challenging and found that tracking forecast tends to be biased to the left, away from the coast, but also that cone of uncertainty included southwest Florida in the days before the hurricane actually reached landfall. It is amazing when you see the path, because there are places that are right in the middle, but houses are untouched completely. Mm-hmm. And Mike Fratelloni made a great point on our show the other day, All right. because I brought up the fact that those um, hotels that are right on the beach... They look structurally intact, but they just can't be open. And he made a good point. It's because 
the elevator shafts don't work. Okay. And that has to, that's apparently a code where that has to be, those have to be functioning in order for those buildings to yeah. be opened. I ain't getting in one. Those hotels would be screwed without that ocean. That's right. Hello? <laughs> and, uh, I'll tell you, you one thing. <laughs> who was the, now remind me, who was the writer that, that came up to you the World Series years later? The Hawk from Detroit. That's what Hawkins. it was. Sush, <laughs> see that field out there? These players would really be screwed without that field. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier, Joe, Bob Lee, Cash App founder and executive at cryptocurrency firm MobileCoin, has died after apparent stab wounds in San Francisco. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins yesterday described the killing of Lee as horrific. Police responding to a report of a stabbing early Tuesday around 2.35 in the morning. Found a 43-year-old man suffering from stab wounds. Police confirmed Lee's identity in a statement late Wednesday and said the San Francisco Police Department homicide detail is investigating the incident. Police Chief Bill Scott said there's no place for this kind of violent crime against anyone in our city. I want to assure everyone our investigators are working tirelessly to make an arrest and bring justice to Mr. Lee and his loved ones. Officers called for medics who transported Mr. Lee to a nearby hospital with life-threatening injuries. He ultimately died from the injuries. Lee served as the first chief technology officer at Square, a digital payment company founded by former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. During the 2000s, Lee worked at Google, where he helped develop Android. He is survived by his wife, Krista. And their two children. All those tech guys, man, they grabbed a Rubik cube and they did it, and they made a billion dollars. Yep. I just yeah. don't get it. John did. Uh, did, his, did his friends call him Staggerly? John, Not thank you. Anymore. That was very Reavers like. Thank you. <laughs> very uh, Reavers like. <laughs> well, uh, you've we'll, got to know music to know that. Well, I know the song for God's sake. <laughs> okay. Let's take a let's take a little time out. <laughs> okay. The Fender Bender Mender, Mr. Mike Schoonover, is on the horn with us. Positive Thursday brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located in Shoreview at 1060 County Road E. Mike? Kenny? Where are you calling us from? Where are you right now? <laughs> Kenny, I am uh, sitting in a customer's uh, vehicle in the middle of my body shop because it's the it is the only quiet place that I can find to talk to you. <laughs> well, that's actually good news. I'm glad you're busy. Uh, how's the construction going? It's coming along really good. We're uh, we are uh, we're still looking at a June uh, completion date, but uh, offices is uh, they're going to start throwing up sheetrock here any day now, and the cement floor in the shop area is ninety nine percent done, and garage doors are probably 85% done. So uh, next Monday, we get the, the big glass panel goes on the very front of the building. So by early next week, we will have no more plywood uh, covering our building. So it'll it'll kind of look like a building and not look like something that was uh, shut down. So in the future, when a customer rolls into your parking lot, are we still going to be walking in the front door at the same place or is that going to move? Uh, the front door has moved about uh, 30 feet uh, to the south of our building. So uh, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll be in the same kind of spot, but uh, it'll be just a little bit different. And what, okay. So the offices will remain the same, basically just a different entrance. Correct. Yep. Yep. 
And then, yeah, absolutely, uh, with a whole lot of glass and a really high ceiling and um, and a polished floor, and it's going to be really cool. How many bays? Or how, uh, let me free, rephrase that. How many cars will you be able to work on at the same time? In theory. In theory, um, well, you know, we're going to we're probably going to only have uh, twenty or so production people, so. You know, at any given time, you know, we're, we're probably looking at 20 cars that we can service at one time. And that's everything. I mean, it's not just body shop stuff and fenders and paint, etc. It's tires, engines, glass, you name it, you guys do it. Yeah, yep, that's detail, that's body paint. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned everything there in, in the mechanical. So it's going to be, uh, we're going we're gonna to hopefully see uh, an increase of, of about 20 to 30 customers per day that we'll be able to serve uh in in our facility but meanwhile you're just as busy as you've always been yeah yeah and, and we're kind of in a little funk you know the i was just talking to, to a customer about this uh who asked how business was and springtime is really goofy with tax season and and spring uh spring breaks and all that kind of stuff and with the weather that it's it's the way it's been here the last couple of weeks it's just yucky and nobody wants to be out there, but that's going to change, I think, this weekend. Kenny, I think uh, you were talking yesterday that winter is going to be over, and I think you're right. Yeah, and I have seen since spring break season started, I've seen uh, a lot fewer crashes on the freeways in the morning. So that's got to be helping with the catch-up game. It really is. It really is. Uh, you know, we're we're starting to see that our... Our backlog, uh, you know, right now we're only we're we're scheduling, you know, maybe uh, six to eight weeks out um, instead of you know three months. So we're starting to see it go in the right direction, and I think as we are able to open up our facility a little bit more, um, I think we'll we'll probably be in a better spot so we can serve people, uh, you know, faster and more efficiently. Well, that's fantastic. June first, the beginning of June, it's going to be a whole new. Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. Pretty much everything related to auto repair can be found right there. Garage Logic's official body shop and always rated as one of the Metro's top shops. SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Okay. Do you think Hank done it this way? Nope. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Uh, we have breaking news. Yeah. We will be joined tomorrow by Representative Marion O'Neill. Wonderful. In studio. Really? She wants to come in and meet the mayor. Wonderful. Good. We should throw out this poll question that we were debating off the air for the GLers. They can send Joe an email. He loves reading emails. Who does, um, are you sure Hank done it this way better? <laughs> the genius um, who wrote it, Waylon Jennings, or these half-baked potheads? Oh, John wow. don't start. Who, who, I, what's I, your band? I, the, the Mavericks. The Mavericks. Uh, they're no, a good wait, band. May I interject now since you brought up music? Yep. You're calling them half-baked potheads. Have yep. you ever seen a picture of Waylon Jennings in about 1974? <laughs> How much time did he spend in prison? That he was just the I, best. I actually saw awesome? Waylon Jennings, and he really? was so drunk. Yeah, he and asleep at the wheel open for him, and they were fabulous. And then he came out staggering all over and was just brutal. And I love Waylon Jennings, but he was just. What year brutal. was that? 79, 80, 81. Right cool. There, so. Oh, <laughs> I wish I he could have seen just, him. It was obviously before he quit drugs and drinking. <laughs> so did the show suck? 
He was awful. Yeah, he yeah. was awful. And yeah. he just couldn't. I couldn't. Where was the show, him. Johnny? Was the it in Bismarck Civic Center? Nice. Joe, well, still here's there? a guy who wants to know. <laughs> we lost Joe. Uh, uh, Tom uh, Welcome wants to know. You were talking about the demise of large cities. I am thinking of taking a long weekend and going to an away twin series out of town. Oh. There, uh, they have weekend out of town series in New York, Cleveland, L.A., Toronto, Detroit, Baltimore, Oakland, Kansas City, Philly, Dallas, Chicago, and Denver. Name the city you would want to spend a weekend in. Maybe Dallas or KC. Your thoughts? Well, I know which city I'd choose. You'd go to Toronto. I'd go to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the KC I'd... one is tough to beat, man. Uh, I'd love to go to uh, Colorado. Yeah, that stadium is sweet. Yeah, I'll take Toronto. They got a lake and the whole thing. I haven't been to the new one in uh, Dallas yet, the new ballpark in Dallas. That looks neat, too. Yeah. Only because they come to us. Okay. No oh, away from the new ballpark far, in far. Texas is, what, 10, 15 years old, isn't it? No, it's two only years, two. Maybe. Oh, you're, really? thinking, you're thinking of the, the other new one that they built in the late 90s. <laughs> Ar- yeah. the other Arlington, yeah, it, they they replaced that one already. Already, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park and move in something in South Africa <laughs> from the traveling Lyman's worldwide wattage on this day in 1808. Lyman's, you get short shifted <laughs> on a Thursday. John a- John Jacob Astor formed the American Fur Company, headquartered in New York City. It operated a fur trading post. It operated tr- posts. On the Rainy River at Grand Portage and at Grand Marais, as well as on Moose, Basswood, Vermilion, and Little, Little Vermilion Lakes. The company existed until 1842. Name the town at the mouth of the Columbia River in Oregon named after John. Jacob. Asterville. Astoria. Astoria. Oh, yeah, sure. Now, on this day in 1851... The first known baptism in the Upper Mississippi occurred in St. Paul. School teacher Harriet Bishop had written the Baptist Home Missionary Society requesting a preacher, and Reverend J.P. Parsons arrived in May 1849. The first Baptist church was organized soon after, holding meetings in the schoolhouse on Jackson Street. On this day... Joe, today is April 6th. In 1956, the ore boat C.L. Austin picked up the first load of taconite at Silver Bay. Hmm. On this day in 1982, what happened in sports? Oh, I know, I know. Ooh, yeah. pick me, pick me. First game at the Dome. Yeah, regular season game. True. And the Joe twins, was so happy. Twin, yeah, the Twins <laughs> lost to Seattle 11-7. to hmm. Were you there? Uh, of course. And on this day in 02... You didn't protest? <laughs> what are you going to do? I had to write about the damn game. Uh, on this day in 02, the University of Minnesota hockey team won oh, the yes. NCAA National Championship. It beat Maine 4-3 to three in overtime to win its first national title since 1979. At the X. And they go at it today at 4 o'clock. Against the Bostons. Against the Boston College. One more note on that. This day would have been the late, great Vince Flynn's 57th birthday. Wow. Hmm. Well, happy April birthday, 6th. Vince. Yep. Thank you, GLers. Be Can't, back tomorrow. Cannot believe it's been 10 years. Holy mm-hmm. cow.
Uh, GLers, do us a favor, and if you wouldn't uh, mind, hit the subscribe button on the old Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which is, of course, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget, sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council because there, for just 10 bucks a month or $100 a year, you can get all sorts of behind the scenes footage, uh, live content via video and audio. And you know what? Fratelloni's got your first month taken care of because if you sign up right now, a $10 Fratelloni's hardware and garden center gift card. New authors on the website. You want another sounder? No. Oh, okay. Time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again, and now's the time for you to do the same. So don't delay. Pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, the Fed is still on the warpath, but I guess at least there's finally a hint of spring. Yes, Chris, there's finally a hint of spring in a few days. The Twins are going to be opening up at home against the champion uh, Houston Astros. Could be a good series, and the weather could even cooperate. We might even see temperatures in the 50s. Man, that's getting close to baseball weather. Meantime, as we have said, if you want to participate in the ownership of a baseball team, well, there's still the Atlanta Braves, and they're poised to have a good season. B-A-T-R-A, not going to be a Zoom Zoomer, still is a sports team. And speaking of sports, we mentioned the other day that Endeavor Group is buying worldwide entertainment, worldwide wrestling, and going to combine wrestling with Endeavor's Ultimate Fighting Championship Series. That's going to command, or could command, some pretty interesting television rights and revenues. Worldwide Entertainment has since moved up on the announcement. Endeavor shares are slightly off from where they are. As we've said previously, some analysts think that even in this all-cash deal, Endeavor might be overpaying, and I say might be overpaying for worldwide entertainment. But if you look at the track record of Vince McMahon and worldwide entertainment, you can see a pretty steady stream of rising earnings coming from rising sales. The storylines from uh, this new combination could be interesting. The deal is to be concluded later this year. I do really like sports-related themes and companies, particularly in any type of slowing economic environment. I have found through a lot of years of experience, dating back to when I was in graduate school, no matter what was going on in the economy, people still spent money on leisure pursuits. Now, sometimes it was, if things were tight, it was more vacations or stay close to home. Well, baseball and we'll say wrestling, boxing, definitely, or football, definitely fit that Jenner. If we even expand, fan that out, you can take a look at companies that will continue to profit off this trend. Now, none of these companies is really going to be a Zoom Zoomer, like, say, those companies that are involved currently in artificial intelligence. 
You do have companies like Callaway Sports for golf and also their ownership in Top Golf, market symbol MODG, big golf weekend this weekend. So you get different, we'll say, catalysts that can propel, propel this. Next month, of course, you've got the running for the roses. You can own Churchill Downs, which has actually been one of the better performing gaming stocks through the years. That stock is, even though I've talked about it for years, that's one that has not been in my portfolio. So there are many catalysts that can propel some of these uh, companies. I have talked, I'll say, on numerous occasions of some of my favorites in the casino space, whether it's the local, locally run Penn Gaming, which also happens to own several horse tracks, both for flat and harness racing, in addition to o- OTB, off-track betting. And there's Caesars, which I favor with its Caesars bet and its expansion also into the online and sports betting space. So that's it for leisure. I did mention artificial intelligence and many companies recently, I'll say after hitting highs, really sold off on a short sellers report targeting one particular company that I do own, C3 AI, which is a software development company run by Thomas Siebel, he who Siebel Systems, which he sold for a significant profit to Oracle. Short sellers cited some questions relating to accounting, which the company did deny. The stock did sell off, we'll say, in spades, both Tuesday and Wednesday, a recovery uh, today. These stocks for an artificial intelligence should not be a big position. These are very speculative companies and will better be good for short-term trading currently than longer-term invest. For longer-term investing in that space, well, you'd look to the semiconductor companies like AMD or NVIDIA, companies like Apple, Microsoft, and Google, to name just a few. Have a great weekend and enjoy the mask. Excellent report, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, a number that will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time in the chat. You yourself have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good Easter, Chris. See you next week. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.